0: And welcome to another edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole. And it is Thursday and it is time for another live show. I want to thank everyone who tuned in last night for our seventh episode of our special series, The Horrors and Heroes of Homelessness. A big thank you to General Jeff Page because really, wow, guys, he really broke it down last night about the homeless situation, especially what's happening now during the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 crisis. So um, the episode is archived on Blog Talk and iTunes and Spricker and all the places. So please check it out. Um, he's going to be coming back once a month now to keep us updated. I want to remind everyone that in one hour from now at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, last week's show with Gregory J. Martin will be on BS Podcast podcast network. Um, so there's so much happening. I want to ask everyone, please follow us on social media. I'm at at Cole says, S-A-Y-S, Twitter and uh, Instagram. There's Facebook, Jasper Cole, and go to uh, jaspercole.com and you can check out all the happenings in my career. But anyway, without further ado, I think it's really important that I bring on my trusted co host the one and only, Mr. Ralph Cole, Jr.
3: Yes! Hello, Jasper. Hello, Planet Eartha.
0: Ralph, let's just kick it off. What are you wearing today? Because everybody wants to know.
3: I have on green capri shorts with a vibrant orange T-shirt. Actually, the T-shirt I'm wearing today... Um, Jack Plotnick made.
2: Oh, what a for talent me, he is! Uh,
3: exactly made for me in Chad Darnell's film Birthday Cake. So oh my goodness! It, it's a it's a likeness of me on an orange T-shirt because of the character I was playing in the movie, and I happen to be wearing that today. And it makes Rose happy to to look at me and see my my smiling face in person, and on my t-shirt i'm a giver and
0: just so everyone knows rose is ralph's dear mother she i consider her a big part of our show because she's been with us from day one and uh she is a rose that is ralph's rose in his life so she's a big part of our show so please give her a big um well you can give her a kiss i can't give her a kiss because you know We can't do that. We're social distancing.
4: Um,
0: But I've actually never been invited to your house in 11 years, but we'll discuss that off air. That's a whole other story. I I think (laughs) my restraining order was lifted, wasn't it? I'm not sure. No,
3: No, it absolutely was. And you've always had an open invitation, but you know, other good friends, I haven't been to their house as well. And, you know, it's, yes, I can use, any kind of excuse, um, the love is all still there, but haven't actually been in their home and seen how they live. And
0: well, I didn't know that if a, if a Caucasian was allowed in the Black Beverly Hills of Windsor Hills, oh, so I no, wasn't sure. At,
3: well, no, there's a plethora.
0: Of pocket <laughs> wood,
3: um in the neighborhood, and you are we, you are allowing them to come in now. And we, yes, well, there's a big sign saying "Come, come one, come all, ye, you know." But it's ye you crackers, know, it's, ye ye crackers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> we are we no. are politically incorrect and we no, don't care so,
3: and we don't give a shit. See, we can overlap and curse and do whatever the fuck we want. And I am loving that, Jasper. Thank you. Now, when my yes. parents moved here in 1965, in our neighborhood, Windsor Hills, they called it white flight because the white people oh. all started leaving when the blacks. Yes. Moving in. So then this area, <clears throat> that's why it started getting. Well, I don't know if that was the start of the nickname, the Black Beverly Hills, but all the Blacks started moving in, the whites moved out. But as you and I had a discussion uh, uh, like maybe a year ago or whatever ago, I, yes, there is a lot of multicultural, there are mm-hmm. different
0: nationalities.
3: In it's the becoming
0: gen- gentrified now. The neighborhood is gentrified. Yeah.
3: Yeah. In a, in a, in a way, definitely, you know, and so it, it's interesting to see that, you know, in a good the- way, in a good way. Yeah. A- oh yeah. In a good way, because the enclave that I'm talking about is this residential enclave. And I'm just seeing with the pandemic, there are more walkers and more dog walkers and more women with strollers with babies in them.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: that are that are black and non black. So yeah, there's definitely a
0: difference in the demographics. What year, Ralph, did you say you moved there? Nineteen sixty five. Well, see, that's interesting because um, in the South in 1970, so I started school in 1970 and that was the first year of uh, desegregation, you know, desegregation in the South. So it's interesting. When you talked about the white flight, um, what happened in my town was there was the white flight out of the public schools into the, the local private school. So a lot of white, folk at the time took their kids out and took them out of public school and didn't want them quote to go to school with, you know, black people. But my, as I've said, my parents were not that, thank God, not that, pe- that person. So, so yeah, the, I, we used to use white flight, but in an, in, in the reverse, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was like, I love how they were leaving your neighborhood and then upperly mobile physicians, lawyers, you know, African American people moved in that were kind of considered, you know, doing quite well. And so that's where probably where the Beverly Hills thing came from. Right. So
3: yeah. Fascinating. It's, not, it's kind of like that enclave in Palm Springs, that little section that's like a little Beverly Hills, right?
0: Well, until until your friend Scott moved there, I didn't even know. I I've been here fifteen years and I had never heard of it until you told me uh-huh. about it. See what I, I mean? See. It's okay. like you could live somewhere and not know what's yeah. going on right around you.
3: I mean, yeah, that's a really interesting observation you just made, especially in Palm Spring that's such a smaller
0: mm-hmm. village
3: and area, you know. Um,
0: but, yeah, yeah, it's true, though. We all kind of get into our little sections and we stay in our little neighborhoods. Yeah. Know, well i want to talk- i want to get i want to get into talk first of all we have so many congratulations today because the oh, daytime emmy nom- nominations came out today so i'm going to start with Selfishly, I'm going to start with the show I'm a producer on, Bronx SIU. We got three nominations, Best Actor for Brian White, Best Actress for Shanti Lowry, their second two years in a row. Um, Dan Garcia and Mike Mayhall both got writing um, and directing. And then Dan's other show, A House Divided, Brad James was nominated for Supporting Actor. So my company, Newman Thomas uh, PR, you know, we were responsible for those. Emmy nominations, so a big shout-out to J.R. Rosenberg for doing all of that. And then, so many of our recent guests, we have to give a shout-out to, obviously, to Gregory J. Martin. The Bay received um, seven nominations, and that included Best Actor for Christos Andrews and Best Actress for Jade Harlow. Um, and then, of course, our, one of our new favorite shows, Studio City, Yay! Um, Yay,
3: Sean. Sean Kanan,
0: Carolyn Hennessy, Patrick um, Darbo. and then the Scott amazing T- Scott Field. Oh, Scott Turner's—he's so he was so great.
3: Well, you know, everything we talked about with Sean and you and I talked about after binge watching came true
0: with the yes. nominations. We and they like, got the most, by the way. They led the the digital cat. Also, both the Bay and. Uh, and Studio City, so the, they also got series. So the series nominees were uh, The Bay, uh, After, I mean Forever For, After.
3: After Forever. I mean, Studio sorry, City. After.
0: I always do that. Yeah. Um, then there was a, a new a new show called The Dark Web, which right is, um, that's on show, here, correct? Here, who? And then coming up at the top of the seven o'clock uh, hour tonight, we're going to have David Milburn from here. TV to talk about what all he has going on. And then also, of course, our special guest coming up at around 620 is a four-time Emmy nominee from General Hospital, Jackie Zeman. She plays legendary nurse, Bobby Spencer. Working Um, out, Bobby. And how about General
3: Hospital being the top in their field today with nominations? And, uh,
0: and, and And a big shout out to Tamara Braun from General Hospital who got her... Nomination for supporting, and as you know, she stars in our new fr- uh, new film, *Kombucha Cure*, that's coming out later this year. So uh, Tamara actually has won supporting once before, and then now she's been nominated. And you know, she actually left the show back in I think November of last year. So it, I mean, her her character, you know, she wrapped up her contract. So mm-hmm. um, how exciting to leave and then get a nomination. So I text her okay. today. I told her we are going to give her a big shout-out. She was on the show a few weeks ago.
3: Yes, absolutely lovely.
0: Yes, and so we've been – you know, I just love it. The digital series community is so supportive of each other, and, you know, we're bummed – listen, we're bummed that Bronx did not get a series nomination, but we're so thrilled to get the ones we got, and, you know, it is true. It's Everybody does – nobody starts out to try to make a bad project, right? So everybody puts their heart and soul into whatever they're doing. And it's just nice when your peers recognize it. And it doesn't mean that any of the shows not nominated are not good and the actors are not good. It's it's just like, you know, there's only so many slots you can you can pick. And the, the thing about the daytime um, Emmys, the winners have already been chosen. So they don't know, they won't announce that until the the show. June the, uh, yeah, but in this last round of voting for the nominees, they, so the, the top vote getter has already been decided in each mm. category. So there's, because usually in the past, you know, the nominations come out and then you do another round of voting. But this time it was all decided the last round um, when they came up after the pre-nominations, there was just one more round of voting. So, which I actually think is good because. Well, usually there are two rounds of voting after the pre-noms. Yeah, there's one round that gets the pre noms, and then you get the nominations and then there's another round that that decides the winner. And this time they they're taking the top vote getters from the nominations in each category and that's going to be the winner. So it kind of cut you prefer out. That? I actually prefer that, you know. I I I I think it cuts time-wise it's better and I also think um it just it make. They also opened up the voting this year to a lot more uh, into all Television Academy members. It wasn't just daytime, and so mm-hmm. they kind of spread it out a little bit so that there could be no like signs of impropriety. Not that there were, but you know what I mean. In this day and time, everybody wants to point the finger and say, you know, somebody cheated or somebody promoted the wrong way or something like that so you know a couple mm-hmm. of years ago there you know there was some with our client jennifer bassey there was some uh problems with the daytime emmy so since that happened um this is one of the ways that they've tried to avoid you know that happening so so yeah so big shout out to all the nominees and you know it's a little disappointing that the ceremony won't happen just like the iso awards that we were up for got um, postponed or you know whatever so we'll just we're rolling with it but you know Ralph and I were talking at the beginning of the sh- uh, privately off air before we started I, for for a lot of us Ralph included this has just has been a really productive creative time you know we're I, I guess because people are I don't mean stuck at home but because people are at home and they're not at their offices or they're not in the cars. It's been a great way to get people on the phone if you want to pitch a project, if you want to do a Zoom. You know, it's it's been a really creative time, I think. So let's. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm hoping that continues. You know. By the way, everyone, you can follow Ralph at Ralph Cole, uh, Cole Junior. on all the the sites and uh, keep up with what's happening with him and his fashion and all of his frolicking because we like to see both. <laughs> um, but anyway, so how has your How have you been out this week? I I know L.A. is you know still hunkered down and nothing's really changed except they've opened the beaches, I guess. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. I
3: I, I've gone out as always. I am just going. My outings are essential. Um, Well, I went to shred time, which shreds your paper, and that's Mm -hmm. not wholly essential, but it gives me peace of mind, and that's wholly essential. Right. So knowing that that's not sitting in the basement. And that was always something that was pending for me to, oh, I need to go by there and do it. And then it didn't happen. And then we became on this whole lockdown thing. But now that some of the restrictions that is still considered a, an essential business, I did that and I went to the market. So and right. the Federal Express. So those were my runs all with a mask on. Again, no one. Oh, and I went to Costco also. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how? Let me ask you how, because I haven't been to a big place like Costco. Um, what do you, is it, are you noticing it busy again? It's not nearly as busy as normal? Or what would you say? How is it?
3: Well, it's interesting because Carlisa posted recently, she was at the Costco in Marina del Rey and it was empty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, well, what time of day was that? Like the parking lot was basically empty. So I decided... To go to Costco, I thought was a good idea in the 5 p.m. area because oh. I've done the I've done the 3 p.m. area and that was fierce. I actually wa- just walked in one day at that time, but I did it a little bit later thinking like, OK, this is closer to closing. Yeah, <clears throat> it was. still no. it was. They make you do this whole loop around. It's to I guess they've designed it that way to slow down the tra- like. You know, it's like you're you're going in a maze. So you have right. to slow down because you have to stay six feet apart from everyone. And you have to have your membership card out to get in and you have to be wearing a mask. So right. and they only let twenty five people in at a time. Twenty five out, twenty five in. And, wow.
0: See, <laughs> see I haven't seen I haven't done any of that out here, so I I can't imagine I just don't know what that's like. But are they doing the senior hours still, like in the mornings if you're I don't over not certain if they're age?
3: Still, they were doing it, but I, did, I never paid attention to it because everybody I talked to said that was the most
0: crowded time. So I, Well, uh, that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah.
3: So And so far now, when I've been going to Ralph's, this is, for people that know the area, the Latihada a Centinella branch, I've been able to just walk in the store now. There hasn't been a wait. The, right. the and I don't even recall what time of day it was. But so that seemed to lessen up a little bit. But like I said,
0: those are the only places I have attended. Do you notice like more traffic on the roads again? Is that seem to uh, be yes. picking up? Yeah. yeah,
3: it was like when I was going to Federal Express, I was like, God, where? Are... Oh, and that's right. Federal Express, I was doing that at around the 4.35 p.m. I thought, mm-hmm. God, there's so many people out on the road. I remember the first time I went out in the car to Trader Joe's, this was a few a month back. We had started all this lockdown and there were so many people on the street. I thought, I don't even notice a difference. I mean, it wasn't bumper to bumper traffic. Mm-hmm. Traffic was moving, but I thought, well, God, this is a lot of people out for us that are supposed to be staying in the house. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody is going to the market, but there are so many essential places that are still running. So,
0: you know who knows. Well, it's in, it's interesting because I originally I was supposed to come back to L.A. today for the first time in what twelve weeks, and because I had doctor's appointments and I was going to get the antibody test and all that, and then I, but because you know I had the I had a lot of phone calls today, but because I had the show at six, I I was like, well, I can't get into L.A. and then get back out, and because you know if you don't if you don't get back on the freeway by one o'clock it's four hours to get back here. So, but then Dennis, after I had already canceled everything, Dennis was like, well, Jasper, remember it's probably not much traffic now because of the, of the COVID thing. And I was thinking, mm, I don't know. He may have, he maybe had a point, but I didn't want to risk like missing six o'clock kickoff time for the show, you know? And the, the one time I tried to do the show remotely, um, last year um, from my hotel room there not mm-hmm. that I would be in a hotel the internet kept going in and out so mm. I can not really trust that so now I, I made an appointment I, I'm going to see the doctor out here next mm-hmm. Thursday because the beauty of having a doctor there and here is not having to go back to LA for stuff like that so anyway it all worked out but you know I'm going to get the antibody test and just see but we've talked about this before you know there's there's hit and miss with that, and, and uh, there's no guarantee that those are 100%. So as a, I did speak to a production last night of a film that I was supposed to shoot in March, and um, it's the first project that has reached out to me about talking about going back to work. Um, mm-hmm. And that's going to be in June um, in L.A., and they're tell, you know we're all talking now about how it's going to look. This, the crew's is going to be six people um we're all going to be tested it's only a 2 day shoot so we're all going to be tested right before and then and then just it's a very small cast of four people but anyway that was really my first official talk about going back to work mm-hmm. in any capacity so it's you know it's interesting we'll see what we'll see what happens but i i can tell out here even in Palm Springs that there's a different energy meaning like Dennis and I were talking about it. It just seems like we're now we're not changing our behavior either. I mean, you know, I'm in a mask and all that. But I can tell there's a loosening, a little bit of the anxiety maybe, or that people Mm. are starting to feel. Because, you know, California is slowly, except for L.A., but California is slowly going into phase two of reopening. Um, I know here in Palm Springs they're going to start allowing restaurants to – Serve on the patios, but the tables have to be six feet apart. Um, so that's going to be like a baby step kind of thing. But I'm still not interested in doing that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not quite there yet. And then some friends of ours left yesterday. They flew home to Portland. The Ontario airport was absolutely dead. There was barely mm. two two people. However, when they got ready to board their plane, their plane was packed. Mm. So. So, and but she said everybody was wearing a mask. Alaska Airlines requires you to wear a mask. So everybody was masked up and, you know, she felt pretty safe on the plane. So I don't know. It's just going to be the new normal going forward. And, and then of course, I'm only going to say one thing political, but Donald Trump was off to Michigan today. You know, Michigan is one of the. Battleground states that he desperately needs to win, and he's at odds with uh the governor, the female governor there, who's a Democrat, and he's threatened to withhold any more funding if she doesn't stop pushing mail mail-in ballots for the election. Um, he was scheduled supposed to tour a Ford automotive plant, and the Attorney General of Michigan put out a warning and said, "You must wear a mask if you come here today." you must wear a mask or we're going to find the company. What do you think he did? He didn't wear a mask. And the, mm. Ford company, the Ford company allowed him to go in. Then he goes on camera and says, listen to this, Ralph, and you'll probably see it online. Wearing a mask in public is a sign of weakness. Mm. That's what he told America today. Wow. So for, for all the scientists and the wow. doctors that were saying, you know, wear the mask to protect your, other people, not just yourself. Our president ha came out today and said, I don't, you'll never see me wearing a mask in public, but even though he's, you know, choking down the, the, the new med the medication that he's touting for everybody. Um, it's just such a shit show. I don't, We're we're not going to go there, but I just want to say that's, unfortunately, please ignore what the president <laughs> is saying people and, just please do us a favor when you're in a group of people, wear a mask, please. That's it. Just you know, wear a mask, wash your hands, and try not it's to. Also,
3: it's also yeah. to prevent you from touching your face, since it was transmissible between fingers and eyes, nose, and mouth. That's right. another reason for wearing the mask. You know, in addition to b- 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 limiting the the sputum or the the particles that come out of your mouth when one is breathing or talking right people seem to forget i mean i know that it's great all the creativity with the mask but part of the reason for that was so you would not touch your face because it's human nature to touch your face subconsciously
0: oh sure and they and they were saying recently as much as surfaces do get it and they 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 do want to to continue cleaning the surfaces but the, they they now know that the really direct easiest way to get it is directly hand to eye to nose to mouth face mm-hmm. contact so again i mean if i you know my fingernails is falling off i think i should actually i mean they're not gross looking so but i feel like i should post that and just show my my one good hand, my thumb, and then show that the other four fingers on both hands have no fingernails left from all the hand cleaner with the alcohol in them that I use. So it's wow. like, do I want fingernails or I don't want to, do I want to get the uh, coronavirus? You know, I mm-hmm, think I'll just mm-hmm. do without, do without fingernails because it's just crazy. So anyway. Um, yeah. So on another note, uh, we finished the Ryan Murphy, the Hollywood series on Netflix. I, um, if, if people just want to have a fun romp and enjoy a look at old Hollywood retold by Ryan Murphy, check it out. Um, Dennis and I are starting to binge the Ozarks as well. The Jason Bateman. Of course, we're like three seasons behind because it's mm-hmm. be the third season. But which reminded me today, you know, you started noticing in the trades, all the new, now the pilots are being announced and the shows that are are coming back and aren't coming back. Um, That's another good sign, I thought. You know, Newsom yesterday, Governor Newsom had a town hall meeting with Ava DeVernay and John Hirtus from uh, This Is Us and some other people in the business talking about, looking about how to start back again. And it looks like, um, you know, some shows are going to try to go back in the fall. Some are Mm going to wait until January. But I was a little encouraged that a lot of the pilots that had already gotten a a guaranteed pickup are going to continue and they are going to make them but well listen Ralph I, I think our very special guest is oh, great is has arrived and so like we mentioned in the beginning we are so excited to welcome today um our first guest as all of her fans know her for many years as nurse Bobby Spencer on the hit show General Hospital. She's also on the Bay as uh, Sophia Madison. She's got a prolific career. She's a wonderful lady. So please, everyone, welcome Miss Jackie Zeman. Hi, Yay. Jackie. <laughs> a little,
1: what a lovely intro. Thank you so much. Oh, my
0: goodness. <laughs> I'm well, happy to be say, here. <laughs> this is Jasper and Ralph, and we are so thrilled to have you on the show. Jackie, this is Ralph.
3: Welcome aboard our zany ship today. (laughs) Thank
1: you so much. I have to tell you, I've listened, I was on your website and I've listened to several of your shows. So I I feel like I know both of you pretty well. I listened to Tamara's show, the Gregory Martin show. Oh,
5: great.
0: Well, it's a good time. You have
1: a lot of the Bay people on, right?
0: Yes. Well, re- yeah, in the last you know, we've been um really happy to do that. Well, first of all, I'm glad you you listened to the show and you still decided to come on. <laughs> that
1: could that could
0: go that could go no, either I think way.
1: Both very funny. <laughs>
0: well thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs>
4: thank
3: you, Jackie, so much. Well, you know, God, how how great how what a great mutual feeling. You feel like you know us. I feel like I know you. And I just wanna say, well, don't you just have the Midas touch for every project you appear in? General Hospital, The Bay, you know, all just highly touted today with the nomination. So, congratulations, Jackie. Oh,
1: thank you. So we've got, oh, and Misguided. I have another show. What's oh, my Misguided. Other show out? Misguided. Yes. yes, because I okay. play our producer, director, writer, star's mother. And you know when you get yeah. to play somebody's mother on a show <laughs> you, that's like the best compliment any producer can ever give you is to hire you to play their mother.
0: I love well,
1: <laughs> well you're you are
0: you are a four 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 time Emmy nominee yourself. Did I get that right? Is it four? Is that right? I think I who's think counting it's
1: four? Yeah, I, it's four. I think it's four. I don't oh you know God. what I don't keep track of stuff like that. But thank you. Oh my yeah, God! And, and um, a lot of nominations. Like Gregory from the Bay texted me this morning. we were texting back and forth about a Zoom thing we're doing next week, you know, for the Red Cross. And and uh, he's oh he goes by the way the Emmy Emmy's nominations were announced today. And you know I don't really keep up with it. And today was like right. a busy day. So he said we got seven. So oh, I that's him so oh well great. congrats to you. Yeah, which is, and Tamara. Who Tamara, my Tamara, I know. Me. Tamara was my daughter on General Hospital. So oh,
0: daughter, I, love I, mean, it. I love her.
1: I mean, I love her. I love
0: her. You know, so I got and to. And she got I nominated a, today. Yeah, I know. An
1: actress. A, yes.
0: I did a movie yes. with her in January, in February. And, like, we have Jennifer Bassi and Alicia Minshew. We've had all these mutual friends, right? So I've heard about, and I know her work, but I'm telling you, in my 30 years or whatever working with her was one of the greatest experiences. Cause I don't think a lot of people know how funny she is. First of all, you know, because yeah. a lot of times you play the characters you play. Right. And so yeah. um, I just fell in love with her and I, I, I was so excited for her today. And we actually talked about you when we were working together about how great it was. She always loved working with you as well. So. Amazing. Oh, well, you have had doll. yeah. You have had quite the journey. There are very few <laughs> actresses that can <laughs> say they have had they have been associated with a show. I mean, I I was looking. I mean, just as an actor myself, I think, oh my God, you you were with General Hospital through so many of the amazing times. They've all been amazing, but. Yeah you know, going back to the... But
1: our heyday was really... 43 years. 43 years I've been on General Hospital. And Mm -hmm. if you want to count my two and a half years on One Life to Live before that, I'm over 45 years on a network, which is incredible. You know, it's incredible when you say, I'm old enough to have been a grown-up for 43 years.
0: Well, first of all, everyone knows you you look... (laughs) um, Jackie looks amazing. I mean, you look so amazing. So, you know, whatever you're doing, just bottle it up and keep going. But when you look back, I know you're from New Jersey, obviously, and you were a dancer in the beginning of your career. How did, where did the transition for you to acting begin and how did you actually end up in L.A. and on, on General Hospital?
1: Oh, my God. Well, that's a lot of stuff. That's a long story. <laughs> <the> case, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. I'll try to give you the short version. Yeah, <laughs> As right. we begin to talk, you'll realize I can go on a bit. Well, we, we love it. Yeah. You <laughs> could,
0: that's perfect.
1: But, well, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a dancer. You know, I wanted mm. to be either a dancer or a doctor, I, you know, so i right. So you know, and uh, nobody in my family was in show business, and nobody in my family was in the medical profession. So it was kind of I was on my own as far as figuring that out. Um, and then fortunately, uh, um, I when I was fifteen, I was given a scholarship to NYU, mm. a dance scholarship.
2: Major. I skipped a couple
1: of years. I was a good student. Skipped a couple of years of school. So went to college at fifteen. So I I had the advantage of an early start, and. um Went there. I never. I didn't graduate. I went uh, to college for a couple of years, and then went mm-hmm. to South America and danced in South America. Came back to the states. Auditioned as a dancer for um, a, a part to dance at the Schaefer Music Festival in New York, which okay. was fun. And I was the redhead, so they wanted, you know, a dark-haired <laughs> girl, a blonde, and a redhead. And Murray the K was, you know, the MC of the show at the time, so I got hired to be a K dancer. And uh, that kind of started my professional career in New York. And then then I had a variety of jobs. Um, I worked as a manager of a health club, Elaine Powers Figure Salon. Oh, I, I, remember,
0: power I remember Elaine Powers,
1: yeah. Yeah, right? Well, I started as an instructor. Then I became the manager. Then I became the manager of all the New York clubs. Then they offered me to be district manager of the East Coast. But by that time, Murray and I were dating. I didn't want to have a job where I was traveling up and down the <laughs> East Coast, you know. Uh, so
2: <laughs> I, we
1: sat in the bagel mush one day and I said, you know what? I should be on a soap opera because oh, those yeah. things are like a half an hour long. I could get in, I could get out. It would be really fun. <laughs> 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 I could be an actress.
0: I love it. And that's
1: kind of what happened. I, I had uh, been working as a Playboy bunny. I worked for yes. Hugh Hefner yes. for two and a half years as a as a bunny, which was awesome. And that gave me the confidence. I was hired. I was the youngest bunny ever in the New York club. I was hired the day I turned 18. I went into an interview with the bunny mother, J.D. Oh, my God. And uh, so, got you know, you put the costume on, and then you had to go upstairs. And um, Mario Staub was the general manager of the Playboy Club in those days. And, you know, I got hired. And um, you have to go to bartender school. You know, when you mm. try to be a bunny, you have to learn to be a bartender. <laughs> you and, forgot um, <laughs> about
0: that. You're like, oh, right. Yeah. Now I have to. <laughs>
1: So I became like the publicity bunny for the club and I got, you know, I I promoted his, you have record company in Rio de Janeiro and opened great gorge and started we magazine and did the publicity for the playboy theater in New York and, and was on third base on the softball team in Nassau. I mean, I was traveling like all over the the world, you know, as, as as a PR playboy bunny. And it was, it was fabulous and it gave me confidence and it taught me how to, be on a talk show on TV and how to do interviews and how to do a photo shoot. And it was, it was, and I got to meet Barbie Benton who was dating. Oh,
0: I love Barbie. Yes.
1: And she's, She's, now she's a friend, you know, but years ago, like, she's just a, a couple years older than me. But, you know, when you're 18 and you're looking at somebody who's, like, 21, oh, my God. Right, right. <laughs> She's so glamorous. Mm. She
2: would come in
1: the club, you know, we would be like, Barbie's here. Oh, my God, what is she wearing? You know, what purse does she have? And she <laughs> would sing in the showrooms. And, you know, I have such, like, wonderful, fond memories of those Oh,
0: days. wow. And you were so young, and like then, you said. I mean, that's amazing. So
1: young, 18 18, wow. 18 young, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, so, yeah. And I was doing oh, a lot of modeling in New York, I wore all the sample sizes in New York, so I was like a um, fit model for companies, I wore sample size shoes, I did a lot of runway, because I was petite, so I was a, a right. fit model, I worked all of the time, and I always made a lot of money, and then I went back into college, and went into pre-med, back to NYU, you went to pre-med, oh,
2: good for you, because
1: I was, Working at Playboy And I was You know I had enough money I was making a lot of money On Playboy those
0: Right days. I Made
1: a lot of money So I could pay for my. I you know Went back in NYU And could afford You know To, to do that And um, Then I I had a big decision To make I was like Okay Acting Or doctor Acting Or doctor <laughs> And it, it was tough Because you know Passion I've mm-hmm. never operated On working for money And money's not Was never like A, like a goal for me
2: Right. Accumulating
1: wealth, I wanted to be happy, and I wanted, you know, I always from the heart. Like all of my relationships uh, have been from the heart, not because oh it would be advantageous to have a certain friend or a certain relationship, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, and it was, I had to make a decision at the time. I thought, you know, I really like the acting; it's fun. Acting was fun, and it, I, I I enjoyed the people, and I liked the social thing of getting mm-hmm. to know people and I like to laugh right so um I had an audition my first my first professional job I was uh, <laughs> I I got a booked a commercial and I was uh, it's a bottle of ketchup uh, I had a tap dance with a big <laughs> bottle of ketchup over me so all you saw was my my green legs I had green tights on a tap shoes and I had a tap dance around this ketchup bottle um, <laughs> and we were shooting this thing it took 12 hours to shoot it and the, there were no eye holes in the tomato that oh, was over no. my head and i couldn't see in the direct so they they drilled some holes in the front and they said okay now go around you can see and but then the director said no it looks like wormholes in the tomato <laughs> so had a way. they had to fix the tomato and they had to spackle it and they had to repaint it and then and oh the, the tomato kept boinking the bottle and the tomato bottle the ketchup bottle was like plastic or something it would fall over <laughs> when I would hit it <laughs> glamorous
0: showbiz yeah
1: and then my second audition um that I ever <laughs> did I booked as well and it was for Jerk and Soap and oh. I got a phone call from Mary Lynn Henry and Maxine Marks, who in those days were the chief uh, casting directors at Cunningham and Walsh, which was a big deal, advertising company. Yeah. Life. And Mary Lynn Henry had taught me, I had taken the course called Video Associates, which teaches you how to be a soap opera actress
2: mm-hmm. and
1: they put you would on tape in those days I mean that's no big deal now because we tape everything with our iPhone but right. in those days there were no cell phones so they had a professional person tape you you'd, you know practice your scene you'd go up you'd see and then you could you know you could look at yourself and the class would critique you so so Mary Lynn Henry calls me up one day She says come in I got I, I want you to audition for the to be the to be a commercial for Jerk and Soap and I get to the office in those days you know nothing was on tape all right. Clients are in the room. So I walk in and I see this entire waiting room of these oh. beautiful blonde girls that all look like, you know, Christy Brinkley or Cheryl Tweet
2: mm-hmm. blue
1: hair, white skin, blonde hair, legs for days, and I said, What, you, what am I doing in here?
2: <laughs> this is
1: like really embarrassing. If this is who you're auditioning, they're not gonna hire me. She says Take this copy. It was 30 seconds of copy. Go into the bathroom and don't come out until you have it memorized. You can do this. She said, those girls are models. You can do the copy.
2: Mm. Okay.
1: So I go in the bathroom. Luckily, I've always had a very quick memory, so I learned it really fast. I practiced it in the mirror a couple times, came out, and I walked into the room, and it was literally like 25 clients, all men, no women, Oh God. sitting around a big table. And I walked in the room, and I hopped up on the table, and I sat on the middle of the table because I was supposed to be in the bathtub.
5: I am right. bathing
1: with Jurgen's soap. It's the best soap, whatever the copy was. I booked the job. They, oh I, my I God. couldn't believe it. I got a phone call. I got home later. that She called. She said, you got it. I said, you mean I got a call back? She goes, no, you got the job. You were the only <laughs> one who hopped on the table, and you were the only one who knew the copy, and you didn't even have to look at the script, and they loved it.
2: Oh, so my God. See, it was oh, my wow. second job.
1: <laughs> And that commercial ran. That paid for all of my. That ran for three years, and wow. all day long, and it was just scale. In those <laughs> days, and I forget how much scale was. Like I don't know, one hundred and thirty dollars every time they ran it. But literally, I was making like five or six or eight hundred a day because they were just wow. running the heck out of it. And I made like the first year, I think like thirty-five 000, The thousand. Second year, I made fifty thousand. And those That's days, huge. 30, yeah, it was like seven times the amount. You know. Right, you know, the money. So I was like making all this money, and I thought, "Oh, this business is so easy." I went. Out <laughs> and I really know. Oh yeah. I mean, no, but I didn't realize how lucky, how very lucky, right? At right place, right time.
0: You know. Right, right. Well, you know, it's interesting because Mar- didn't Mary Lynn Henry go on to be like head of daytime ABC casting at one time, or yes. didn't she end up? Yes. Because when I started out years ago in Atlanta, she had written a book. She had written a um, a book oh, with a actor. fellow casting director, and I forgot who it was, but she came to Atlanta where I was living, and I took her workshop, and I remember this was like 87 or something, 86, but at that time, she had been head of daytime casting, I guess. Did you end up knowing her when you did general hospital or was that totally separate yes
1: to this yes. day she's my friend we mail back and forth all the. she's in new york and i'm you know oh my I love goodness marina del rey but she, i i i adore her i've lived through things with her her when she married her husband david barnet Varnet, who's an actor and then he passed mm. some years ago but she and i stay in touch all the time i i adore her
0: mm. and let me ask you she's was so marvin talented, and the was book marvin, that book was, was Marvin Page the casting director when you first started on the show? Or was yeah. that – do you remember Marvin? Marvin
1: Page, Marvin yeah. Page was the casting director <laughs> at
0: GH. He was the, I chara- he was the and character. I loved, I loved him too. Well,
1: first of all, Marvin I adore. Was, oh, we, we would go out. He knew all of the um, very, very famous female movie stars. In yeah. L.A. And Marvin was gay, so he didn't yeah. have a wife or a girlfriend that could get jealous. So he always had a date. And it was always be like and Jeffries, Esther Williams. Like, it was always oh. some really famous woman that you knew who they were. The Thalians, Debbie Reynolds. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like always think amazing. And I, so I became friends with Marvin. Marvin didn't actually hire me because they – um. I had worked on one life to live and I was just offered the part on general hospital, um, to, to come out. I was actually at, I was at a show for Beatlemania. Um, uh,
5: mm.
1: Murray was special consultant for Beatlemania, which was on Broadway at that time. And, you know, John Lennon and Yoko Ono lived down the block and Murray was friends wow. with them. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, so right. I got, I got was in the music business. I got to meet a lot of people and go to a lot of concerts, which was really fun.
2: That's amazing. And,
1: uh, yeah, so th- at the time, Beatlemania was coming to California and was going into the Schubert Theater in Century City, which is right across the street from where our ABC offices were. Right,
2: that that's right, so yeah. I get
1: this call, yeah, I get this call from ABC. We've been auditioning, we've been screen testing girls, and I was on One Life to Live at the time, and my character was about to get, you know, killed off. Killed off. And uh, they said We've been yeah, so so we've been auditioning, reading a lot of girls, and we can't find the right girl. Would you be interested in going to California, for to play, you know, Bob, Barbara Spencer? I said mm. yeah, because Murray, they knew, you know. So I'm sitting yeah. in the um off in the watching *Beatlemania*, and Fred Silverman is sitting next to oh, me watching right. the show, and he was director of programming for ABC, like he right. was like the
0: one guy, you know, yeah
1: took the ratings up on everything. And he looks at me, goes, how would you like to do a sitcom? He goes, you're kind of funny. And I said, nah, you know, I really like the soap opera thing. I like the drama. Little did I know, you know. So. But, <laughs> but, but at the time on a sitcom, you had to kind of play a bubblehead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was never like a trophy girl. I was pretty but not beautiful. I didn't have the model look. And, and I wanted to be taken seriously as an actress. And I thought, if I go on a sitcom, they're just going to think I'm like a, a silly girl, you know, mm-hmm. so like,
2: yeah. ha, 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 girl. And yeah. I wasn't
1: really interested in that.
2: Right. So um,
1: ABC, Jackie Smith, who was head of daytime programming, called me the next day and said, okay, Doug Marland um, is the head writer of General Hospital. He'd love to meet with you. So at the time, Murray and I were living, we had a really nice apartment on the west side of New York, and but the... To, in those days. I had the whole apartment painted lavender, and I had all oh. these like, cushions on the floor. It was decorated really nice, but it was kind of like a sexy, fun pad. Right. You know, I was like,
0: wow, groovy. I was like 19
1: years old you know, I was <laughs> young. I was like... So Doug Marlin, who was the head writer, who I didn't know who he was, and there was no internet in those days, so you couldn't Google, you know, find out right. what he's done. Comes to New York, sits on the floor on my gold oh, lame cushion,
2: and we talk
1: for like four hours. And he wow. loved my dogs. I had my, I had my German Shepherd ruffian was there, and he loved my dogs. And we, talk, we hit it off right away, and I guess he gave me the seal of approval the next day because I got a call from the network and said, okay, let's make a deal. you on the plane in four days for wardrobe fittings. They gave me three sets of first-class tickets to go back and forth so I could oh. go, do my fittings, come home. They gave me a bungalow at the Beverly Hills Hotel for three months, they mm, gave oh me a God. limousine with a full-time driver because I knew I was coming to wow. New York, and I, you know, was going to drive my car. I mean, this is how, you know, it's not like that anymore. Believe me. No, now but you get get you're right.
0: That's you're like, how. Get yourself
1: there. Pay for your own room. <laughs> bring your work Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cook your food. <laughs> bring your food to the set.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Do your bring hair Tupper and makeup.
3: Wear. Bring
0: tupperware. I love. Wear, I love when they say <laughs> be be careful be camera ready too it's like oh okay you know like or for
1: breakfast come already having had (laughs) it's that hysterical it's so well you know i just got an email today i mean you both you're both you probably got the same email they sent or is it yesterday they sent an email saying because the situation has changed with everybody shooting that everything is Tape at home, you know, self-submit, mm-hmm. but commercials, like you actually get booked to do the commercial, and they send you a kit or they send you whatever, and you you have to tape yourself at home. And right. SAG is saying, make sure your agent now negotiates. Oh, right. That you're expected yes. to do your own hair, your own makeup, be the lighting director, the wardrobe person, the sound mm-hmm. person, the camera person. Hire a reader or a kid or friend <laughs> or your husband or your dog to feed you the lines. And you should be compensated for that. and and, know, and,
0: a- and and we're not going to pay you very much on top of that. And yeah, we're going to cut the. Gonna and we're going to cut <laughs> the pay.
1: Listen,
2: Jackie. Like I look at. <laughs> 10.
3: I just booked a commercial. I got me 10 jobs. I sure am going to be the actor. Then I go to hair and makeup. Then I gotta run over to the sound department to hook up my lab. And then I'm gonna run down onto the set and do my own blocking.
0: You know,
2: so. <laughs> well, yes, you know the the that, the, know.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, Ralph and I like a year ago. I was saying, you know, I love the self taping. I, if I never have to go in a room, right? So, but I was saying, God, wouldn't it be? I was kidding, but I said, uh, pretty soon, you know, we're just gonna have to shoot at home. If I never have to leave the house, that would be great. And jump cut, you know, be careful what you say because. Now here we are, you know, not <laughs> n- not leaving the house and shooting ourselves at home. Yeah. So but you're in Palm um,
2: Springs, right? Aren't yeah, so Springs? I'm in
0: I'm in Palm Springs. You have a nice place, me. obviously. Yeah. I, I do, and you know, Jackie, what happened was um, we've been part time for so many years, and we lived um, the last time it was in Silver Lake, and one day I had to go to Santa Monica from Silver Lake. I kid you not. It took me two hours and 20 minutes and I was sitting on the freeway and I called Dennis and I said, I can drive from Palm Springs to LA faster than going across town. Why am I doing this? And so basically that's when we made the decision to just sell out cash out and just move here. And I actually love it because it gives me a chance to come into town and then get out of town, you know, Um, and Save some, but I know for a long time now you were. Are you still out in Malibu? You're still in the beach area somewhere. Marina right? Del Rey.
1: I am. I'm in Marina. I was in Malibu for years and raised my kids in Malibu, you know, okay. um, which right. I love because I love the water. You know yes. I always i my dream I grew up in New Jersey, but I not near the water in Bergenfield, uh which is near Anglewood, it was near the bridge George you know, right. so we always had access to the Broadway shows, but it was you know beautiful suburbia but nowhere near the water and my dream was to to live on the water and so when my children my girls were you know little um like you know uh well Cassie was like actually three Lacey wasn't even born yet um and then she got born and then we moved to Malibu and so I raised my kids and you know we had the big house and the yard and the pool and all that and it was like beautiful because it was the closest thing to like living in New Jersey because we didn't have to lock our doors like like, we had a gate you know with a driveway but you didn't kids would come in after school they walked to elementary school point Doom elementary was down the block we knew everybody in our neighborhood and that's how I grew up you know so right um, right you know the pool part and the kids swimming. It was it was wonderful. So I love that. So then when I obviously had downsized, my kids right. got older. I had to. Oh, had a lot of stuff happen, which is another time, another place to talk about. But anyway, I was tremendously downsizing because both my daughters are now grown. Right. I'm a grandma in real life. I, I have. A, I
0: I know. I've Congratulations. I've been
1: a on TV for 25 years. I have a real life granddaughter now who's five months old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so
0: amazing! Oh, it's, don't congratulations, Jackie! Yes. Good for you, Glamama, Kennedy, Glamama! She's yeah. Beautiful,
1: yeah. So you know my life. So now I'm in Marina Del Rey, and I love it because I'm on the water. I see the boats. Yes. I see the water. I look at you know, and I have a I, like a very nice place here, and I'm 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 happy. You know, it's like
0: yeah. my life
1: is less threat. Like there's something said, nice about.
0: Drink. There's nice about What's scaling that? down, you know, and not having that well, headache.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the reason and and why. The
1: property and the pool guy and the gate guy and the landscaper <laughs> and the water nope. bill and the. The plumbing and the the septic, you know, never right. it. it <laughs> you got yeah. ten jobs in
3: your house, Jackie. Once again, you leave the set and you come home and you still got ten more jobs to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the reason why I remembered you be li- currently living in Marina Del Rey because you know I have to boomerang Jasper, of course. Yeah. Jackie, that oh, yeah. that's something we do on the show. My mother lived in Marina Del Rey on Bora Bora Way for thirty nine years. So that's why I always have a kinship to Marina Del Rey as well.
1: Oh, God. So you know it well. Well, uh, yeah, it's. very I walk every day, like now, obviously the gym is closed here, the club, everything's right. closed, but I, every day and it's so safe. You just, and it's, you know, in the summer when it's like to like nine o'clock, you just walk along and I love it. I love it. Yeah. And the fact that there's no gym, it's fine for me. I just walk I'm on the water every day, a couple of hours. I make my phone calls. It's, okay I'm good perfect yeah (laughs)
2: good
3: for you excellent
0: and you know because you I always think dancers in general because you have that dance background you've all and then like you said you did the fitness stuff you always fitness and staying in shape has always been a priority for you and you went on to obviously I mean you're beyond the acting you've done so much commercial work so much tv hosting um spokesperson you know you back you really were, I mean, so smart as a businesswoman to um, to maximize your popularity on General Hospital. You were doing that before people really got smart to doing it. You know, you knew how to use the PR machine in the best way possible and to put yourself out there in all kinds of other uh, avenues, which I always applaud you for because you were really entrepreneurial back when nobody else was doing it.
1: Yeah, and I also got lucky, but yes, because I've always liked people. And because mm-hmm. soap opera, it's a closed set, so we never have right. like an audience. So for me, you know, if I go on, you know, QC or center, I'd have a product, I'd get to talk, people call in, you'd have conversations right. like we're having now, right. you know, I, I always liked, I always liked that. And of course, I was the chief surgical nurse on GH for a million years. So the farmers were always coming to me. To, I, I booked a lot of media tours and a lot of, you know, um, endorsements for the, for the pharmaceuticals over the years. But I liked it because it was different. You know, and I think in this business, they say, oh, soap operas, you stay on a soap opera. You've been on this damn show for 42 years. Yeah, but it's fly by the seat of your pants every day. You right. know, they, when I was on every day, I was literally on every day. I was doing 30 to 50 pages of dialogue a day. You've got to turn your brain on for that. My wow. daughters learned to read, cueing me on my lines. I used to pay them $2 a script <laughs> and when they were little kids, and they queued me on my lines, and they had to do it three times for the $2. So you know they take turns. Tuesday, Monday would be Cassidy. Tuesday would be Lacey Rose. Wednesday would be Cassie. Back and forth, and they would cue me three times. First time we would read it together. Second time we would do it. I would try not to peek, but I could peek. Third time I had to be able to stand without peeking.
5: Wow. So that's how they learned
1: to read. Yeah.
3: Now Jackie, <laughs> well, what I want to, I wanted to. So when you were doing that, in, after the first read through, then would you go off by yourself and memorize the lines?
1: I would well, I you know what I because I lived in Malibu and the ABC studio was literally like an hour, I mean traffic two hours from it was far in Hollywood. I got up every morning between three thirty and four o'clock. I was oh my in God. my car at four fifteen, yeah, and would go to the lot because it was dark out. But on the lot you had lights, and I'd run the lot. So I'd run the lot. I'd do three miles every morning. At, you know, i get to the lot like quarter to five-five. I'd run the lot. The sec- I could see the script, and in those days I was young. I still didn't need to wear glasses. So I could see the lines, and I would learn my lines as I would run my three miles. And I did like, when I was really young, I did seven-minute miles, and I went to ten-minute miles as I got older. So it took me a half an hour to run my three miles, and I would learn my, my lines in that half an hour and then I'd jump in the shower and hit the makeup chair. And oh, my God. Up. Usually first up, my scenes were almost always first up because they knew I was fast. I never forget lines. I'm never in the Christmas reel or the outtakes reel because I never forget a line. I, oh I my think God. in 42 That's years, amazing. I forgot a line once. One time, I forgot a line. And um, I, rem- I can tell you the scene. It was, it was with Becky, um, who plays Elizabeth on our show, Becky Herbst. Who was beautiful and talented and she had first come on the show and we were doing the scene together where she was telling him about how she had been raped on the show. And I was so mesmerized by her talent and the way she did the scene. It was so real. It, you'd think it was real. It, she wasn't like a young actress doing a part and she was so beautiful and it got to, I had like a line like, and then what happened? Or like some stupid line. And because I was probably the, the the senior actor on the show. She waited for me to say my line and I didn't say it because I was just so immersed in what she was saying. And wow. then the director's like, Cut and I was so I felt so bad because she was so amazing and then of course we did a pickup or whatever. But it's the only time I ever recall that I forgot a line, and it was because she was so amazing. Mm, and of course,
2: to wow. have interrupted
1: a scene, and ha- she had to then do a pick up on it. She was fine with it, but I always remember that. <laughs> and uh, just goes to show, you know, how you certain moments you remember in your life. <laughs> she probably doesn't yes. really remember, but I remember. Oh it so God, well. Jackie, it's the greatest <laughs> story.
3: Thank you for answering that because those are the kind <laughs> of things, you know. <clears throat> that's why I was so interested to talk to you because. I just look at your beautiful energy and face and just think, God, your brain has learned so many words. <laughs> like, it's just like <laughs> mesmerizing to me. Like, you know, it, it's kind of like I, I compared you to Evelyn Wood's speed reading, where it's like, Jackie, here's your script. Zip, oh, zap. Yeah, okay, that course. okay. Oh, well, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, I'm friends with NYU in pre-med. I had to read like 300 pages a night. I took Evelyn Wood.
3: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. That's...
1: I love that we could bring that up. Okay? Yeah.
3: Shit. When I do a boomerang, Jackie, I don't play, girl. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you remember well, Evelyn Wood, I... Jasper? I do, yes. I remember, I mean, that was like world famous for, you know, memorization, speed reading, right? Everybody
1: yeah. did that. I can still do it. Yeah. You read from the corner, top corner to the bottom corner on the other side of the page diagonal. So that's how you get it, you know, you, in your eye. And of course, soap opera lines, because we're doing so many pages a day, a lot of it's photo. So right. for me, it's visual. I, I react visual visual um, more than audio. So. I can be like, if I'm like, okay, I'm coming up to a line. I know it's the top. It's that annoying P word that I can never remember on the top of the first speech of the (laughs) second page. And then I see it. And then there was a guy named Harry Lorraine, and he taught, a course, uh, same thing, how you visualize. So if there's a line that's hard to remember, like, um, uh, say, the line is, we're going to the circus tomorrow. And you can never remember that line because the cue is like butt kiss. (laughs) See, oh elephant. Or see a trapeze artist, and then see you know see yourself going, and there's your picture for the line. So when you get to the line, that's the freaking line I can never remember. Oh yeah, the elephant. We're going to the circus tomorrow. Wow. It, it's, it's pictures of how to remember like tough dialogue, because sometimes dialogue, especially in soaps, it's really repetitive. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially if you're doing a scene where you're given the backstory of something that happened yesterday, and you're just cluing in the audience in case they missed Tuesday's show. You know, and you got to say it, and it's like, oh, my God, and it's, you know, so pictures, and that works in real life.
2: Mm-hmm. Now that
1: I'm, you know, I'm a mature woman, I can still, with lists, if I just picture the stuff like grocery list, I know what I need, the picture in my head. I can remember what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. well listen i can't believe i don't know where the time goes because oh, no. i could ta- we could we could literally talk to jackie for four hours oh, i mean you're I, so
3: much fun Jackie well, i want everyone to uh, know that they
0: can they you. can uh follow jackie on twitter at jackie zeman and then on on instagram it's at jacqueline dot and it's J-A-C-K-Y L-Y-N uh dot zeman z e m a n um jackie you're the best congratulations oh, on on the bay, on misguided, on General Hospital. Please come back anytime. Uh, I hope we can work together one day, you. all of us. And
1: um, thank you. I have such a, can you hear all those horns? I just I hate to interrupt, oh. but those are all the horns blowing in the marina. Um, oh, to salute for the, the fir- first responders and the healthcare workers, they do it every uh, night at seven o'clock.
0: Oh, oh I nice. love that. That's boats, so great. Every
1: boat, I, up in their horns. It's only for me
0: now. It's done. I well, no, I knew <laughs> they did it in New York. I didn't know they were doing it in in LA. Yeah. That's great. I every love night.
3: that. <laughs> oh my God, Jackie, I'm I'm happy. You're so happy, and it just really comes through. And just continued happiness and success to you. You're a ball of fun. Aw, oh,
1: thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Jasper. I, the, the same to you. Continued success. I will continue to listen to your shows. Oh, thank better. you. So.
0: And give, you okay. give the grandbaby grand a big kiss from us. Because
2: oh, thank you. I will.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's the wonderful Jackie Zeman. Thanks, my dear. Take care. Oh. Right, Raul. Wow. wow. so much that, fun, Ralph. So
3: much fun. That I know. Was really I
0: really great. We could talk to her forever. I mean, just when as you actors. you time. I it know, right?
3: 60, I was like, oh, wow. That well,
0: was a lot of fun. I think as actors, too, you know, it's. I've never, for myself, I've not had a, a job or an acting job that's lasted beyond, like, a season. So whenever I you know, like a Jennifer Bassey and people we know, daytime is one of those areas that you can have a show and stay on it for 40 years. And so, I mean, God, she's, I, and she has written two books and there was so much we didn't get to, but I want everyone to just encourage them to go follow her on Twitter and Instagram and uh, much love to her. But anyway, listen, we, we, we have extended our show because we were so happy when J.R. reached out last night to tell us that, another great friend of ours and colleague um one is available to come on tonight so i without further ado we want to welcome the amazing actor producer mr david milburn hey buddy how are you
4: hey jasper hey ralph hey Hey. david welcome it's good to hear your voices (laughs) You too.
3: fun surprise thank you i have to
4: apologize it's so funny because jackie uh one of my first jobs out here was on uh, GH, and uh, I played John Stamos's best friend uh, oh for God. a year. And uh, Jackie was all around. You know, she oh, was there, great. baby, way back then.
3: Oh, I love it.
4: Yeah. Oh, you know yeah.
3: what?
0: I should have rem- – God, I should have brought you on with her. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, yeah. my I I, I gave uh, David the wrong area code because my dyslexia. <laughs> Honestly, it's a combination of not wearing glasses and being dyslexic. Same thing happened last (laughs) night to my guest, and you would think I would learn, but anyway. You're you're
4: just differently abled. I love that term. (laughs) You're differently abled. You're still abled, but you're just differently abled. I love it.
0: It's, it's funny. It's only happened as I've gotten older. I wasn't dyslexic growing up, but anyway, yeah, enough yeah. about that. Um, ha, first of all, I hope you guys are staying safe, obviously, during this crazy oh, time. Oh,
4: absolutely. We are uh, you know, working remotely out of our home in Bel Air, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, we, we have our offices uh, at uh, Sunset and PCH, so we're missing seeing the ocean you know, every oh, day. Oh, right, but, um, right. Uh you know it's it's going well it's going well Here uh, here tv's doing really well we're just like every other streaming service you know the big boys netflix and mm-hmm. apple and all uh, our subscription um base has doubled since the pandemic mm-hmm. has
2: congratulations
4: doubled um you know this horrific thing that we are all going through and we're all soldiering through uh you know is is terrible but for those mm. Uh, in our community that um, uh, need to reach out, we can't go bars to the nightclubs. We can't get out and see wonderful art film anymore in art film houses. Um, that community here, TV is is there to to support everybody across the country and say, you know what, come on, come on, see our programming, see you know the finest uh, uh, foreign uh, LGBTQ films and uh, our own series, and uh, uh, we are really, I feel, uh, providing a service that uh, keeps our community in touch with each other through Mm -hmm. the wonderful um, uh, artistry and craftsmanship of TV and and film.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tell everyone, um, first of all, what's the best way to Find here to, you know, to find you guys. Well, and-
4: it's an over the top service. It's also a streaming service. It's um, uh, you know, also a cable. We're carried by every cable provider in the United States. But uh, just go to here.tv, H E R E.tv, and you can sample uh, you know, all that we have to offer. Uh, we were saying the other day there are 700 different pieces of film and television available at wow. your fingertips.
5: So, That's amazing I mean,
4: it, it is it is lovely that we can uh uh be there to like i say support the community and and keep us all together i mean yeah. you know, there are no prides uh this year anywhere no Yet in june we we do have a whole pride initiative and uh we're actually asking people to bring in uh send in their pride videos um up to a minute so that uh um, we can have a even a platform for mm-hmm. um, you know people to express their pride and we have a lot That's of special great. programming for June but um yeah i mean it's it's um, it's a strange time guys isn't it mm-hmm.
3: oh yeah, god yeah. yeah you know i mean I've we been, look at
4: broadways I... down we look at uh, vegas is down we look at uh, theater, you know obviously theater radio tv and film you know every everything's down sports yeah. are down all the entertainment Venues are, I mean, every place we go for entertainment is down, uh, but the streaming services are able to reach out to us and and give us some some comfort. And uh, those of us in the LGBTQ community, certainly, Mm -hmm. we are marginalized anyway, but um, this is a way for us to all uh, be connected. Mm -hmm. And let me ask, tell
0: everyone, how how old is Here TV? What? How long is here TV actually Oh my actually God, been? um,
4: fift, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen years. years. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, I you mean, guys I... are
0: you guys are one of the first. I mean, when you t- when I don't think you get enough credit for that either. You know, when you think right, about right. streaming, um, you guys were pioneers in many ways. It,
4: it came out of uh, Paul Collegeman's, uh produced um, "Gods and Monsters," which mm-hmm. won an, an was uh, was up for three Academy Awards and won one. Uh, Bill Condon directed that with uh, Serena McKellen, Brendan Fraser, Lynn Redgrave, and also won a Golden Globe. But then his love of of, of film, and um, that was in 99. And then in '09 he won the Oscar for uh, Departures, Best Foreign Film in right. Japan. But that love of this space really started the whole idea of Here TV.
0: Uh-huh. And.
4: Um, Here we are, you know, 15, 16, 17 years later, and I know this is uh, Emmy uh, announcement day. Uh, During those years, we have gotten... Um, four Emmy nominations and uh, I brought the first one to the table I I produced a Ribbon of Hope celebration in conjunction with the Television Academy and got my first career Emmy nomination there and then last year I produced A Long Road to Freedom the Advocate Celebrates 50 Years which also so got an Emmy so nomination good, by the way yeah
2: mm-hmm. that was yeah, so great
4: yeah and that was directed by you know the lovely uh uh, Billy Clift, Billy Clift chron- yeah we we chronicled uh, 50 years of the Advocate. Um, you know, not many people know, and we learn in that documentary that we think Stonewall, Stonewall, Stonewall. Mm-mm. Well, uh, the LGBTQ movement uprising started actually right here in Los Angeles at the Black Cat, uh, which is still it's a restaurant. It was a bar at the time,
5: in and that started
4: yep. uh, a year before '67 um, and Stonewall. So. Uh, Actually, uh, Los Angeles, you know, um, has the honor of being the first to say, you know what? We're not going to put up with this anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so.
0: Well, uh, and I um, think before your document, before your project, I don't think a lot of people knew that, you know, I don't think they realized it. Because like you said, Stonewall, I mean, which is great. I mean, Stonewall got a lot of deserved attention. But I, for one, and I think you and I, we were on another show together when you were promoting right, that Jasper, yeah. and, and I told you then I, you know, I, I think of myself as being like, you know, on top of everything and knowing history and, and I truly and at the time I was living in Silver Lake and ah, walked past yeah. the black cat all the time and I and then when, when I saw your documentary, I was blown away by it. So there's a great example of how, you know, history, we have to know our history.
4: Yeah, and I think, I think Jasper, uh, the thing is that New York was such a powerhouse in the PR world, and everything came from New York and East Coast and yada yada. But really, uh, you know, L.A. was kind of a sleepy town and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of those fruits right. and nuts out in, in, uh, in <laughs> California. But we were literally the impetus, but not only the LGBTQ movement, but – um, the, the, uh, anti-war Vietnam movement, mm-hmm. uh, women's movements, uh, the, you know, the Sunset Strip was, uh, a, a great way, a great avenue venue, if you will, to, um, uh, support protests as well at the same right. time. Right.
0: Now, I forget, David, where did, where did you grow up? What part of the country? Um, I,
4: I grew up in the Midwest, um, born right. in Indiana, then we moved to Ohio and then finally Miami Beach and, uh. Uh, that's when I first started doing commercials uh, as a kid down there. And, uh, you know, I think of, of the time that uh, uh, I've been in this industry, it's it's uh, a little uh, overwhelming.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, David, well, and Yeah. Go ahead, Ralph. Yeah.
4: I just
3: wanted to say, David, yes, in doing my research, when I saw that you had done the following commercial, join me if you will. And <laughs> It just, as soon as I read it, this came to my mind. What? Glasses do go. Glasses do go.
2: McDonald's has McDonald's. Glasses do go. Just the mayor, and, and even Eve Eve A, A different glass, glass every, every week at, week at, McDonald's. McDonald's.
3: at
5: McDonald's. Ralph, how, so, how do you know that?
3: Oh, my I God. Up, I, I just got goose pimples. I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. I, I'm 62 uh uh-huh. And I totally remember that commercial. Oh and it, and and that's what's so weird about the human brain. Like yeah. when was the last time I thought of that song?
4: Oh my but god. When I
3: was reading your bio uh-huh. and it said one of your first commercials was Glass yeah. to go. The yeah. song came into my head, I said, I am
4: fucking singing this to David. That's so <laughs> amazing. She if only you to- would have sung it in the key that I sang it in. <laughs> <Okay>. Right. <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> <laughs> well, now we can work on it,
2: and absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah. we, can go, we a can go out
4: on the road now. Ralph. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Maybe know, that's why so interesting. David from got the that, job from from that job. That was my first thing that I ever auditioned for, um, and I remember. My, and my dad's been such a great inspiration in my life. He said, "You know, David, you're starting to make a lot of money as a, as a kid actor. Why don't you just why don't you just go for it? Why don't you just Give it everything you got. Mm. And uh, he said, but I don't want you to end up 40 years old with any regret saying, what if, what if, what if. Mm. And um, I took his advice, and thank God McDonald's led me right into uh, – and Ralph, I don't know if you remember this. They did um, – their next thing was Sunday Smiles where they introduced uh, soft swirl ice cream, and when you got it, you got it in a glass bowl. So mm. I had oh, their whole I remember Sunday that. smile. Yeah, I headed the whole Sunday Smile campaign then, right? Mm-hmm. Glasses right. Ago. And then then I was off. You know, my parents said, wow, you things. could you can maybe do this. You know, you could pay for college. And, uh, wow. Uh,
0: and did you book that in Miami? Were you in Miami? That, yes.
4: Time? And, you, were and living you know, a, um, yeah. g- guys, at that time, uh, the advertising agencies were all in New York, and they go, hmm, it's January in New York. <laughs> Where should we shoot our next campaign? Oh, yes, Miami Beach. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Miami Beach uh, was literally a suburb of New York. I mean, it is kind of culturally now as well. Right. But, but back then, those advertising execs said, hmm, how do we get to Miami? Let's go to Miami in the winter.
0: So oh it was God. really a
4: suburb uh, professionally of, of New York at the time yeah and uh and that was your
0: that was your entree into the show biz
4: well yeah and then my parents said you know why don't you just go to new york uh instead of going to college my brothers and sisters all went to you know great colleges and they said why don't instead of taking this money we're going to invest in you in the next four years why don't you just go to new york and and take acting classes specifically and and uh, dance and and um singing and and so I did that, and uh, at 17, I became uh, one of the youngest members of the Actors Studio um, wow. at the time and um, studied right with Lee, I mean, Lee and
2: amazing. Ellen
4: Burstyn. I mean, I was sitting at the studio the other day here in Los Angeles, and Ellen Burstyn and I were sitting together, and I said, God, Ellen, can you believe it? Uh, it's been like 25 years since we worked together on this play at, at the studio in New York, and she goes, honey, honey, honey. <laughs> it was thirty five years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, okay.
4: <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's like you know you know the actor thing. You come to LA yeah. you lose ten years, right? Yep.
0: <laughs> yep. That's right. And you immediately but, she uh, put it she brought it right back. Well God bless Yeah, right, her, right, like,
4: right, right. So uh, I mean, but, you know Roger yeah. Corman then played a big part. Uh when I came, I'd never been west of, um, Des Moines, Iowa, you know, after I finished uh, with Strasburg and then I got a, um, I went to Northwestern as well. And, and I'd never been west of Iowa. And, and I'd had this career in, in, you know, Miami and New York and Chicago as a kid I said, well, maybe I should try LA. So I, I, I drove my beat up uh, Volkswagen bug, you know, oh, out my to God. L.A. and, um, Sure enough, one of the first things I, I got was the year on um, uh, General Hospital playing Lance Hurt. I love that name, Lance I, Hurt. I, I
0: love that. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Opposite so either to that, he, Damos, so was either then, that or, a,
0: or a porn star, but go ahead. Yeah,
4: right, 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 right. <laughs> and then um, Roger Corman put me in Slumber Party Massacre. Amy Jones uh, directed. Yes. Uh, Rita Mae Brown um, uh, wrote the screenplay. And then that became... A cult film. Oh, I mean, we did yeah. two sequels. I just attended, I think, last summer. They were honoring it at the Egyptian, and they bring the cast back together like every 10 years. And, uh, you know, I look at the people. It's like, you know, I was the youngest one on, in the cast. I was 15. And, and it's just like, wh- why, why are these other people so old? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But so, you can but literally, really you fun. can
0: literally say you were a child actor, so that there, that you, go, that there you go. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. And then Roger put me in his next film, Sorceress which uh, we shot down in Ch- at Cherubusco Studios uh, in Mexico City, and we were opposite in the commissary there. We saw um, Arnold Schwarzenegger doing the first Conan, B- the Barbarian movie, at the same oh studio God. down there. So it's been it's, it's been, been, been quite awry. a journey.
0: It's been quite a journey, yeah. hasn't it? Um when did and when did you sort of move over not that you left acting but when did the producing thing happen for you had you started slowly doing it along the way or Well you know it...
4: I you guys are actors too and and I yeah. I I know that one of the skills that we as good actors have is you know we're given scripts and we somehow have to make them better you know right we have to make the line better, we have to give notes on the scene, how can this can be better, how my character how we can flesh this out and I just have been doing that for so long, you know, mm-hmm. doing Lifetime movies and, and sci-fi movies and ABC Family movies and, and, you know, getting leads in these things and I thought, hmm you know, I could, I could really shape some stuff too, you know right. um, I'm a good shaper uh, mm-hmm. because uh, that's what Producers do, and right. um, so I said, "Let me try this i I, I got an opportunity, like I said to uh, produce um, a Reuben Hope celebration uh, in conjunction uh, with the children's Academy for uh, here TV first time out, got an Emmy nomination, mm. and then that kind of said, well, maybe i I do have skills like." Like Ralph, you and Jasper, too, I mean, you have skills of shaping, and you're producers. And right. so I said, let me, let me go and tell stories. <laughs> Let's, let me go tell stories. So it's really, I, um, you know, I pr- produced uh, a sitcom from here on out uh, mm-hmm. with Emmy uh, winning Juliet Mills. I produced, uh, developed a game show called Mod Couples, which is on here TV as well as Hulu. Mod couples pits a straight couple against a gay couple in couple speak to find out who knows their partner best.
5: <laughs> and right. we
4: we've, we've, we've hit uh, Hulu's ten top most popular show list twenty two times with that
2: Wow! Show. Congratulations, Mod couples, M
4: M O D D couples sold it around the world now. And um, uh, you know then the nurse, which is a female female thriller. Uh, Falling for Angels, which was a huge, huge hit for HERE TV. We've gotten over 15 million views of Falling for Angels, which was a um, six-part drama about all the different couples in Los Angeles. Each episode is a different um, uh, city. We have Silver Lake. uh, We have uh, Koreatown. We have uh, Lemon Park. We have Boyle Heights. We have Bel Air. And then at the end, the sixth episode, all those leads from each of those different cities or each of those different episodes come together at a wedding in Malibu. Oh, wow. uh, So I wrote and directed two of those episodes of both Mm. Bel Air and Malibu. So I've been writing, directing, producing – um, I'm thrilled to be involved in a new show called Girls' Voices Now, where we give cameras to underrepresented little girls from 12 through 18 and say, go shoot your stories.
0: Go oh, wow. Stories. That's fantastic.
4: Excellent. And that you can oh, see that wow. on um, uh, Here TV as well. Um, you know, that was so fulfilling because these little girls – when we screened them all for their families and, and their, their different communities, these little girls, we gave them diplomas and they came up on stage and you would have thought, I, I will, I will retain those smiles and those spirits for as long as I live because those little oh. girls don't even have anybody listening to them in their life, in their, their life, alone right. being able to, 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 to shoot it and put it up on screen and finally have a voice. And if they don't, Ever go into show business, it doesn't really matter because the self esteem right. and the pride that we instilled through this program to these little girls will carry them throughout their, their mm. lives. And I'm really excited about that program. Um, I also wrote and directed a show called Now What. I don't know if you know, if you have seen that three season on here yeah. TV. It's the pillow talk that ensues after sex. Oh, okay. yes. I, I watched yes. those.
3: Have you? Yes. Have you? Ralph? Yes. You had okay. several because you did the voiceover for each one, did you? Yes, so I did the opening. Vo- yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. So yeah, I wa- There were like six of them, or um- well, there um actually 17, uh, three seasons, and um it starts with the moment of climax, and then flop down onto the pillow, and it's based around my one series lead, uh, Paul Galliano, who is this 38 year old guy named Scott. The character who's had his fun in his 20s and his early 30s and is now looking for his soulmate, you know, as we all do. And um, uh, it's the one-night stand. So each, each episode is another guy going through his bed. <laughs> but we start with Climax and then flop down to the pillow talk. <laughs> and, you know, of course there has to be some reason why the guy is not the one so that we can have the next episode, right, which right. is another guy. And right. Climax and – yeah, so I
3: must have watched like the first season because I remember watching a group of them together. I binge watched, and um, yeah. yeah, I totally remember that. Part. One of
4: the episodes but, is called uh, "Hipster or Homeless," and I got the idea. It's like you know when you're downtown and you're like, hmm, are you a <laughs> hipster? or Are you homeless? I, I can't really <laughs> tell. So, so I said, let me write an episode about that. So, um, uh, you know, the guy might lead brings home someone who he thinks is a hipster. And in the pill or it's that, the it's that
0: time when it's that time when you're downtown and you look over and you think that homeless guy's kind of hot, you know, <laughs> yes, but he could be a hipster, you know but hopefully he he's a, a hipster
3: yeah. well, <laughs> well, two things that I can segue into one is that reminds me, Jasper and David, when I was doing the soloist, and the there were a lot of background that were actual homeless, and then yeah at SAG actors who were playing homeless. Oh my so god. So when we would be called over to the set and we'd all be walking in mass and you'd be talking to someone and it'd be like are you homeless or are you an actor? You know, and it's like you really just didn't know, you know. It was like uh, that that barrier
4: was broken. And well, second... Didn't your didn't your nose tell you something one way or the other? I guess <laughs> <laughs> he was breathing through
0: his mouth. I think he was
4: holding it. His...
3: <laughs>
0: and um,
4: uh, another film well, you know, I'm really excited about was uh, I don't know if you guys saw Hush Up, Sweet Charlotte, which is yeah. a medic parody of Hush yeah. Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Uh-huh. Billy uh, with the, mink, the wonderful mink stole in that. Uh, so uh, it's been fun. It's been fun.
0: Well, listen. Let me say, for me, wasn't Dante's Cove one of your, mm-hmm. your big hits originally back? Dante's I mean, it,
4: Cove was our first uh, soap opera big hit, uh, and I brought that to the table as a development exec. I, I was looking for something that we could uh, develop, and sure enough, we did. You know, and, when I think, and people don't know I think, this, but Stephen Amell, we discovered Stephen uh, uh, Amell and that. Oh wow. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause was, when I think, when I
0: think about, when I think about here TV, I, for me, I always think about what a groundbreaking series that was in many oh, ways thanks. and it was so yeah. well done. And, uh, and I, I think that was sort of the first thing I thought about was, and, and there are fans of that today. I mean, that, that yeah. has sort of a cult following yeah, as well. It does. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It does. Uh, <laughs> many people came from that. Um, and, uh, uh, you know what we 're just thrilled we 're just thrilled, and it w- was groundbreaking, breaking Jasper yeah I mean it, it, uh, but you know check out falling for angels i mean uh, yeah. we're offering that for free because uh because we wanted to and we can uh falling angels dot com uh, if you don 't have uh, here t v but you can see a taste of it obviously for uh, um, on here dot t v as well
0: and david well, are you are you on social media at all? Do you
4: do you, you know, I've uh this is, is so strange. I I had some stalkers in my
0: life. Oh well, good for life. you.
4: <laughs> well I don't know if they no. were hipster or homeless. <laughs> right, right. So you've you've had this sort of you can see most of the stuff I do on here.tv. just check it okay, out. Okay, perfect and, uh,
0: perfect.
4: Um yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's frightening. Have you guys experienced yeah. that at all? No, I, thank goodness.
0: I have a little bit. I mean, because of the kind of characters I play, you know, in the oh, horror yeah. genre, I get a lot of weird stuff. But um, but I know. I Maine, love the stuff
4: you do, Jasper. I just love oh, it. I just can't wait to oh, work with you at some point.
0: Thank you. Well, I'd love that. <laughs> My God, are you kidding? Um, well, listen. Again, the time has flown, but we are so happy. We 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 had to make sure we had you on. And, Absolutely. Uh, please give our best to Paul and you guys. Stay. Absolutely. I wanted and,
3: to say also, David, um I see that Kevin Spiritus uh made an appearance in Falling for Angels and yes, he'll uh, be uh he is going to be our esteemed guest next week. Oh yes.
4: great. I, I cast him in uh, uh my series uh of Falling for Angels. My episode one of the episodes I wrote was Bel Air because I know Bel Air. Um, And the beauty of that series, again, is for Boyle Heights, we hired a Hispanic director-writer. For Koreatown, we hired a Korean uh, director-writer. Lemon Park, uh, uh, African-American. You know, we really made it authentic.
2: That's Mm -hmm. one thing
4: Here TV does so well. We uh, express and write and we're, we're a venue for storytellers. Who are authentic and tell their own stories, you know the straight media tells what they feel like gay uh, the gay experience is at here right. TV we actually um, um, support and and want to tell the stories from within our community by our community
0: that's that's how it should be and bravo yeah. yes, and keep up keep up all the great work and we will be in touch and you know when you guys get back out to Palm Springs, let me know, because I'd love to see you again
4: as well. Absolutely. Yes, hi, hi to Absolutely, Paul. Let him yes, know. Sir.
3: I'll bake uh, some chocolate chip
4: cookies. Thank you guys <laughs> so much, and, uh, and stay, stay, stay healthy and, and well, and uh, more power to you guys for doing what you do. Thank, okay. you, oh, so thank much. you. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Much David. love. Take care, David. Bye, you guys. <laughs> Action-packed shows.
3: This was our first we down,
0: double guest show. Yeah, we're do, well. It's funny. We have a minute left, but you know, back in the day, on our, our original show, we would have we did the two-hour show. Remember, and we would have exactly. multiple guests. I really like have. You know, I like the hour, but I'm start, I feel like sometimes the hour is not enough. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that we have I had this uh, ability at Blog Talk to just make the show as long as we want to make it. Exactly. So, um, Next week we are actually going to have we're actually going to have three guests next week because we're going to have Kevin Spiritus we're going to have a um, a wonderful writer bill who has uh wrote one of uh, Patty Duke's last books about her life and then Adam Rothenberg from Bearing It All is going to join us and I'm going to air the episode I did with him Ralph I love you we're going to be cut off in a second Much love, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.